If you're not listening to the Smoke World Podcast, you're wasting your time, you mortal. What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Smoke World. I'm your host, Stone. So, we're going to get right into the show. Enough of this long IG website. We're changing it up a little bit. Today's guest, Rebel Chef, and my guest co-host, my man Ace. We talk about a few things. So, sit back, relax, and do what you do. So, uh, what would you like... What do you want us to call you? You want to call you Rebel Chef? You want us to call you Jay? Rebel Chef Jay? You can call me Chef, like just Chef Jay. I mean, okay. people either call me Chef or Jay, whatever. Okay, I don't, the Rebel Chef. Chef doesn't need to be. That's more of like, you know, a marketing thing than. Ah. The long, that's a long ass fucking name to call somebody. Rebel <laughs> Chef Jay. That's like, you know, your Christian name and shit. Like, that's how your mom calls you. Rebel Chef Jay. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm a brother, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chef you know. Jay, that's what we'll call you. Chef Jay in the building. Yes, sir. <laughs> definitely, definitely, brother. All right, so here's the thing. This is Stone. I love to get the backstory, man. So let's start off with the name. The name is very interesting in itself. So let's start there with this name. And then where are you from? Well, I'm, I'm originally from Philly as a young, as a little, little baby dude. But then I moved to... Uh, to Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, with my father, and was raised by my pops there. And then I moved here to AZ uh, when my oldest son had just turned one, so that would be just about 20 years ago that I moved down here to AZ. Um, as far as the name goes, I started cooking professionally around 27 or 28 years ago. Um, Long story short, uh, I was in college, high school, and had three part-time jobs at the same time. Didn't know what to do. My pops was like, you like to cook, you know? He, yeah, it wasn't really necessarily a like, but, you know, as a single parent with no other kids, he expected me to cook. So I guess it was more that I knew how to cook. So uh, I, he's like, maybe you should look at cooking. So I went to the finest dining restaurant I could think of in uh, downtown Salt Lake went to the executive chef and said, I don't know anything. I don't know how to hold a knife. I don't know anything, but give me a shot. You know, I'll work for free. And he's like, well, I'll hire you as a prep, prep cook. And it was kind of like uh, everything kind of worked out. Within three months, the guy in the dessert station quit. So they had said, you, you don't have a choice. You know, go work that. Like three weeks later, the salad guy quit. They're like, you're on salad. Then like, I don't know, maybe three four months later the guy that was on the grill which was one step from basically you know after that you become a chef uh he went off to culinary school so i worked that job you know as a grill cook and uh it was just kind of like in me man you know i was a i was a wild wild child uh from my teens into my 20s as i'm doing that job the the uh the drugs and alcohol were very, very prevalent in both my personal life and then in the work job. So <laughs> it was like mm. late nights, long nights, crazy, crazy, crazy. You know, I mean, like every story you've heard, I can probably top it like crazy stuff as far as in the restaurant world. Um, and it was, it was my, my, you know, I just it came to me really naturally. Um, and so I did that job and decided I wanted to go to culinary school. Uh, but I, you know, I wanted to explore other 
faculties of the culinary industry. So um, I left and I ran, after that I ran uh, an Irish pub for a while where I was the their only cook, but kind of a manager of the back end. Um, then I went and worked for a French-Japanese fusion restaurant that actually was around during the Olympics there in Salt Lake, right there on Main Street where all the stuff went down. Uh, and then I went and worked as a sous chef for an Italian restaurant, uh, a regional Italian restaurant in downtown Salt Lake. It's actually still there, and it, now it's like three level, like it's huge, huge. So this dude, this dude made a made a go of it. But I ran that joint for a while, and then my uh, my now ex-wife, she got pregnant, and so it was. Um, uh, actually, she got pregnant after a, a best friend of mine had taken his life, oh. and. And, and when that happened, um, I, I didn't know he was depressed, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hung out with this dude every day. I hung out with him that night, like, until 4 a.m. before he had went and done the deed. And, uh, you know, I was such a drug addict and an alcoholic at the time. And I was like, I can't believe that I didn't know he was sad or or even depressed or even, you know, like, it was so traumatic to realize what a selfish person I was. Mm -hmm. Um then I got so I was like I'm done like I you know at the time I was also uh uh I was in the industry of s snow sales uh so I basically we went to the to the service and um at that that time I was working in the Irish pub and I told the owner like hey at the wake I'm gonna can we just close it as a private I'll, I'll pack it you know you'll make make your money and then some that night and uh you know I was a cigarette smoker and alcoholic at the time all, all of it together and that was my last night. I was like, I'm done. Mm. I'm done with it all. Cold turkey did all because it all went together. Like I couldn't smoke without drinking, couldn't drink without smoking, couldn't do any of it without pot and coke and whatever, you know. So I decided I was done. I didn't want to do any of it anymore. And uh, uh, I woke up the next day and, you know, I mean, I had to go through the withdrawals. I went to the ER a couple of times, whatever. I didn't realize how, you know, bad the alcohol would be, but I was done. I never, I never looked back. And uh, 30 days later, my uh my ex-wife she was my girlfriend at the time we had, we'd moved out together like when i got sober she's like cool that's like new life new you know new house new everything right and it was about 30 days later and she came in and she said i need to take a pregnancy test and i just started laughing and she said what's so funny i was like god has a bigger plan for me mm -hmm. like he's gonna give me a son and he knows i'll never ever go back to the way i was because i'm never gonna be that for my son like my kid is never gonna see that and uh what you know was a son yeah and uh god you know was looking over my shoulder like she was pregnant she had a boy and uh so that was when i was like i need to take my culinary skills to the next level because now i got a family mm -hmm. um and this is all up in utah so at that point i basically started looking into culinary school myself and um i had a cousin who was a professional chef a really really good one who had worked underneath um an amazing he's at one of like the top 50 master chefs in the country down here who happened to be starting a culinary school um so he kind of gave me a referral and my my ex-wife's family was actually from here so it's kind of like you know what i'm saying like god opened the door and was just telling me to keep keep pushing and stepping through them doors so uh i got into the culinary school i worked under that chef my you know i moved down here with my ex uh and you know, took off on my my culinary my culinary world. I got out of there, went straight into management. I was working as uh, 
managing some resorts downtown Scottsdale. I worked for meal prep companies. Um, and I worked for a Fortune 500 company here, ran an enormous semiconductor plant. Uh, and at that point, it was right around the time that the recession hit. And um, we had lost our jobs. My, my wife is also a chef. Uh, we lost our jobs at the same time. So we're, we're looking for work. And um, the only place who would hire me, because, you know, in the recession, everyone would look at my resume and go, well, we can't pay you what you're worth. So we're afraid, you know, you work your six months, someone offers money, you're going to leave. So we did, they didn't want to give me a chance. And uh, a guy at a, at a meat shop, after I went in there, he's like, um, you know, no one's come in here with a tie. No one came in here, like, prepared. No one came in here with the resume. And, you know, I, I've got to make you an offer. He's like, I can only offer you $9 an hour, and I'm sorry, and I know that that's an insult, but I, I just wanted you to know that it's here if you want it. I, I, I didn't want to be on unemployment, man. I'd never been unemployed in my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I took the 9 bucks. Uh, within three weeks, he's like, you're killing it. He gave me 12 bucks. Like, a month later, he bumped me to salary. I hired my wife. I was able to hire my wife because he put me into a management role, mm-hmm. put her on salary. Uh, so we started running, you know, they started a meal prep division and I started working with professional athletes and the Cardinals and doing menu planning and working with all these bodybuilders and uh, growing a name for myself. is like I, I would do the menu, I would cook, I would deliver, I would order, I would inventory. I was working like 43 days in a row, whatever, whatever I had to do to help grow this company. And, uh, one day, like 12 hours into a shift on a Sunday, I get a text from him, basically very vague, but I knew he was letting me go. Uh, and at the time, my current wife was on FMLA with a baby, like four weeks old at home. <laughs> so he let us both go via text. And I was like, cool, I'm out. And he's like, oh, we'll just stay with you tonight. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you, you can come finish this. I'm out. And uh, so we went, um, there we were both unemployed, but because I had done so much to uh, like establish myself as, you know, the hard work and the skill set that I had, I had a couple of personal trainers reach out and go, well, hey, we, I've still got clients that need your, your meal plans and need your food. What, like, how do we make this happen? I said, well, I need a, uh, you know, a commercial kitchen. I can't do it illegally or whatever. And he's like, I got a client who has a kitchen. He only closes after lunch. So uh, I launched my own meal prep company working out of the back of this guy's kitchen. And we blew up. So I went to, uh, I did that for like three or four years with my my meal prep company at two retail locations here in the Valley. Um, And then just decided that it wasn't worth the amount of work I was putting in. And employees employees suck. They don't care about your business like you do. So the minute you turn your back, problems happen. And so I decided to shut it down. I was like, I'm done, I'm done with the business. Uh, I'm going to try to see what I could do with the private chef world. So I reached out to some of the more um, well-off professional athletes that had families and was just told them like, hey, I already cooked for you and your husband or whatever. What? And I know you have to cook for your children. So why don't you give me the opportunity to cook for all of you weekly you know what i mean like in your house like a private chef style and uh i got three clients to agree in the first week and by the end of that first week i'd already made more money than i had with my two meal prep companies like me personally uh in like the previous month Mm. so it's kind of a no-brainer man and i just so i've been doing that for like eight nine years now oh that's what's up man you have a a very interesting story and i'm glad you mentioned about 
uh, mental health, man, because I think it's a subject that we really don't delve into enough, man. We definitely got to check in on one another, make sure we're good for real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was a listen. I don't know if you, you sound like you're about 80 years old with all that you've done. <laughs> I'm happy to be real there, brother. You did a lot. You have a powerful story. You've done a lot. You've been through a lot. So now we're moving to the cigars. You talked about yep. the food background, the chef cooking, your family. So when did you start smoking cigars? Because you mentioned some alcoholic issues. You smoked cigarettes and you did cold turkey. What made you pick yeah. up a cigar? Well, um, you know, the first cigar I ever smoked was uh, when I was 17 years old. It was a Dunhill. Um, made like 22 bucks back in the day for it because, you know, it was, it was monsters. Like, you know, if I'm thinking back, it had to be, you know, shoot a, uh, some sort of a Toro. But, you know, it was a large ring gauge because, you know, I, I liked Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. I liked yeah. the 18. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, for real, like, I I just remember as a kid, I always, for whatever reason, I thought cigars looked cool. Like, just, you know what I mean? So, I, I, I my first one was at 17, and then it was, uh, it was kind of a, a weird thing, man. Like, um, you guys remember the, when the Philly Titans were the, the blunt, you know what I mean? When you yeah. buy those cigars were for the blunts in the day. Well, I also, um, because I didn't know any better. I always thought them wooden tips looked sick in the mouth, the swishes with the wooden tips. Mm -hmm. So I liked a little bit of jewelry back in those days, and, you know, it was my party days, so I'd always walk around with the Swisher, the Black Miles, and, <laughs> uh, you know, I'd always carry the Philly Titans in case we were going to roll up, but I also, you know, like I said, I always thought you were supposed to have some giant cigar in your mouth also to look look tough, you know what I mean? Uh, hanging out with the, the people that I always wanted to have that image that was down for whatever so i would smoke philly titans at the same time but before before i really started smoking anything of any quality um it was i was honestly i was like a special occasion guy you know what i mean like i could find a lot of those but it was like holidays and you know maybe like you know birthday parties or you know uh wedding things like that was kind of how i i mainly like smoked but i didn't really ever know what i was doing uh uh, you know, I, I remember buying cigar. I never got sick from a cigar, but I just remember like being overpowered, like my mouth being overpowered, or mm -hmm. finding some that just were just felt like they were air, you know, like that weren't very enjoyable. Um, so, I mean, I didn't really get focused until a few years ago, and like really, you know, asking the guy and you know, like going into a lounge officially and making the effort to talk to the guy and be like, take me on a tour around you know the cigar world like i want to buy several right now and i want to like run the gamut like i want something light i want some medium I want some miles like i'm looking for you know i'm trying to discover the palette and the flavor notes and everything like give me the, the, the run of the whole thing um that was really kind of how i first started getting into that and as far as leading into my cigar line um the whole time i've been a chef man well First of all, I didn't start allowing myself to be called a chef till I was probably around 40. I always felt like that was something that the industry folk had to call you. And, you know, I hear people at Village Inn being called cooks, and I'm like, nah, or I mean chefs, and I'm like, nah, that's not how that, that's not how that works, man. That title is, is a very hard title to get. There's a lot of, a lot of time that has to be put in, a lot of experience, and you got to kind of 
dabble in a whole lot of things before I feel like you should be able to be called a chef. So, but by the time I got there, I'd always been bucking the system, man. Like, you know, like doing my own businesses. And uh, when I went into the private chef world, it's because, well, when I started the, the meal prep company, I didn't follow anyone's business model. I sold every single thing on my menu by the ounce so it could be affordable and accessible to anybody and so that I could meet anyone's meal plans because I then became like a, I started doing meal plans for people, both athletes and um, like weight loss or people like cancer patients. Like I've helped people like, like I've had amazing experience with the meal, meal plan part of it. But then I started working with some young athletes and I got a couple, you know, we, I did some personal training with them and some meal plans and, you know, got a young man who's about 22 years old. We took him all the way to nationals and he placed 10th in his first show with me, you know, nearly, nearly turned pro in his first show with me. So I developed like, uh, my own thing and they started calling me the chicken guy because mm. I, I developed my own way of cooking chicken that could be reheated by all these athletes that were going to need to buy it in bulk and eat it multiple times a day. Mm. But they, I didn't want it to be dry and I didn't want it to be chewy. So I kind of rebelled against what way everyone had said to do it or the way everyone did it. People always trying to tell me, you know what you should do? And I'd be like, nah, you got that. Like, that's on you. <laughs> I never let anyone tell me what I should do with my business. I hate that. Like, that's like an insult. Like, while you're sitting there playing video games or doing your job at the bank, which is cool, whatever, whatever. But I'm not trying to tell you, you know, you should do, you should count the money backwards or whatever. You should, you know what I mean? You should X, Y, X, Y, X. Like, I ain't, I'm not trying to tell you how to do you. So don't, don't try to tell me how to do me. And, uh. And because I have that drive, and if anything, when people would tell me that, it just made me want to, like, do it my way more. Like, I'm going to show you that I'm not going to – I don't need your advice. You know what I mean? Like, I'll ask for it if I need, if, if, if I want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not too too proud to fucking ask a question. Excuse me, to ask a question. Don't talk that shit. But, yeah, don't, yeah, no, excuse me. Go ahead. Talk oh, okay, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. 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 yeah I, don't I, tell nobody. Don't, I don't like nobody that. can tell you what to do, man. Tell them. Tell them, yeah, Rebel Show. <laughs> Talk That's what I'm shit. saying, man. I don't, I don't like that shit, man. I really don't. I don't like anyone. I don't try to tell anyone how to live there, and I don't want anyone to, you know, come into my world and tell me what I should do or how I should do it or that they got a good idea. Because if you got a good idea, hey, motherfucker, you go do that shit. Damn. Like, That's for right. real. Tell like, them, you bro. go fucking do that shit. <laughs> so I did that with my cooking, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, with the cigar world, man, that's where it started to kind of come together is I get sick of, you know how many cigars have coffee notes, man? Every fucking cigar. You know how many <laughs> cigars have fucking? You know what I'm saying? People are like, this one has, this one has cocoa, this one has black pepper, this one, yeah, yeah no shit, no shit. I mean, every fucking cigar does. You know why? Because it's all from the, the tobacco, homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, tobacco's all, all tobacco's gonna have some similarities. And I got tired of like looking at cigars because I like really bold, really strong cigars. So someone would say you should try yada yada. So I go look it up and I research it, and it'd be like. Coffee, leather, earth, spice. And I'm like, cool. Well, so does the fucking Connecticut I just read from Camacho. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, all the same. I, I, don't, I don't like it, dude. It's all the same. And it's boring. And then when you get the guys that all they do are big cigar reviews, they write a 98-paragraph thing. It's the first seven puffs, it tasted like, you know, the rain was falling from Africa, and I could uh, feel it on the back of my neck. And I'm like, yo, hey, no hey. one did it, dude. Hey, Chef Jay, I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. 
<laughs> that is so funny you bringing this up because we was having this same conversation before we hit you up, man. We Absolutely. Was, we was like, yo, where all these people getting all this peaches and cherries and well, salad? But, but, here's, but here's the, here's the thing about you that, chicken though. with a burnt profile. Come on, man. Stop Well, it. but here's the thing about that, though. I, it, the way that I... So one of the things that I started to do, like, I was able to kind of figure out my palate with cigars pretty quickly. And it's because, uh, well, one, obviously, I'm a professional chef, right? So that gave me kind of an advantage. The mm-hmm. second is um, I like scotch, single malt scotch a lot. And when I started getting into single malt, I'm just, like I said, with the cigars, I'm like, I'm a research. So I'm going to buy a whole bunch of different kinds. I'm going to try a bunch of different kinds. I'm going to research all the regions. I'm going to learn all the notes. I'm going to try to learn stuff about this so that I, I, I'm an informed, you know, uh, you know, connoisseur of these things. Like I'm someone who enjoys it, but it's not like, yeah, Jameson. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> not not drinking the piss water. You know, it's not. I'm not getting down like that. So when it comes to the cigars, I started thinking, you know, I'm going to take a different approach. And something that I do because I'm a food guy is I everything I do I do with food. Uh, so when I go out back to my smoke shack and I'm smoking a cigar, my wife's inside making a roast con pollo. She brings it to me outside it's dinner my wife you know she's a mexican she's traditional in that sense where she she serves her husband it's always it's a beautiful thing that i've never expected but it's mm-hmm. what she does and um so she would bring it to me so i'm not i'm not putting out my cigar man because i'm not relighting it i'm not i'm not about that mm-hmm. so i i was smoking and eating and then i like michelada or I like a scotch so i'm drinking i'm smoking i'm eating and what i would what i do what i like to do is I'll take a draw while I have food in my mouth because mm. I like to see how those flavors come together or what they separate because it's just like, um, I don't know if you know this, but one of the, one of the things that salt does when you add it to a dish is it actually kind of defines the flavors. It separates them So mm. where something can taste good and kind of just like it tastes like a good flavor. You can put it in there and sometimes it actually separates the flavors and you can be like, Oh, there's the, a distinct flavor of cilantro or a distinct onion and garlic like it just kind of separates these well for me i can smoke a cigar with with some food um and and it and it does one or the other it either separates the food the the the, the flavors or it or it enhances them right and it does it for both the food and the cigar um and that was something that became really beautiful but in that it kind of did something that made me almost what i hate in the cigar reviewer in that i smoke a cigar now and i close my eyes and as a chef i try to decide what meal or food the cigar reminds me of Mm. because there are times where i'm smoking it and i go man that's crazy it's got kind of like a like it reminds me of like there's a bread but i notice the cinnamon like i do notice some sort of spice that isn't like black pepper that isn't like fiery pepper and I'm like, huh, that's weird. It's kind of bready, kind of got a sin in anything. It's leaving a creamy taste on my tongue. Like when I, I'm on finish, when I'm sitting here, I feel like my, to- my tongue is coated. It's not dried out. It's kind of creamy. It's lingering. And then I also all of a sudden to myself, I'm like, man, it kind of reminds me of French toast. But I do notice some a little bit of, of that coffee in there. And it's not like a sweet, creamy coffee or a uh, uh, you know chocolate that's with it maybe it's a little bitter and i'm like so it's like a dark chocolate or i mean uh yeah like bitter dark chocolate espresso black espresso with some french toast in the morning so i started describing my my experiences with cigars 
in actual food terms rather than just the basic cocoa leather you know the same the same generic thing that everyone had been doing now do i say that when i smoke it it tastes like french toast no it doesn't taste like fucking french toast come on now mm. but i was wondering, I, can do I, was, is, I was wondering about that jay i was gonna say <laughs> yeah, yeah no got so french toast cigar send me some <laughs> no yeah so no it definitely doesn't like necessarily out and out across your tongue taste like french toast but i'm i'm one of those guys that does the slow exhale with the first few as i'm kind of experiencing my cigar and i you know i'm really trying to like just be in the moment and separate myself i my cigars are my escape from all the bullshit you know like most of us yes so I, and i go i just look at it in terms of an entire collaboration of the flavors and what do they remind me of and sometimes the cigar that tasted like uh you know uh do you, you guys know what a champurrado is mexican no. hot chocolate no, oh, sir. Okay. No. I went to public school, so, so I'm, not, I'm from the so, hood. <laughs> Jay, I'm from the hood, so Jay. So you should have known. So we we don't know nothing known. about that, you brother. I'm sorry. No, I I'm apologize. telling you. That's what, that, that is, uh, like, so Mexican hot chocolate, it's a different, they use a different type of bitter chocolate. Oh. Um, and they use, like, a, kind of like a pureed corn. It's very, very creamy and very, very rich, heavy on the tongue. But they also use a little bit of chile spice in it. So sometimes, like, a cigar might remind me of that because it's got a lot of creaminess. It's got a lot of chocolate but it's got from like chile a little spice in it so sometimes it reminds me of that does it mean that this is like every cigar is a little bit different in the same line even you know what i mean like it'll have a, a, a basic profile but you got to remember these things are handmade right you know what i'm saying so if they're going to be a little different the year of the leaf is going to be a little different the age the way that it was dried is going to be a little different so sometimes one that i remember is having that might not have it the next time around but i still try to figure out what's in it every time and in my opinion, the way that I do it is a little bit different than the norm. So I'm rebelling against that. So I rebel in my food industry. And right now I'm a food guy who's talking about food and a cigar. And then I'm rebelling in the cigar industry because here I am trying to be a cigar guy talking about food and my cigars. So the idea was just that, you know, the rebel chef, I'm re like in every aspect of my, my world, I'm rebelling against whatever the norms are, what people say you are or are not supposed to do. So that's that's where the name came from in a 27 minute explanation okay so no problem no problem so i'm gonna let you talk here rebel j so i'm curious to know now you sent the sample pack thank you sir so yeah again i told you i'm from the hood i went to public school so and i'm gonna let you know another secret rebel i got some sunglasses on right now and my hat on backwards just so I can look cool on video. But I really need to have prescription glasses on so I can see what I'm looking at. And I can't. And I'm trying to be cool. So I'm going to ask you because I have, out of the pack that you sent, this is the darker cigar with the red, the white, the green. Yeah. What's the name yeah. of that? The, that's the Catalia. The Catalia. So the, the story behind that cigar um, is well one it's it's got the mexican san andreas wrapper which is is kind of a beautiful thing it's i know that a lot of people well i don't know if a lot but i i hear quite a few people who aren't really a fan of mexican san andreas they don't like the earthy the leathery notes that it that it possesses i personally i love it i think it's beautiful looking and i think it tastes incredible but anyway so my my business partner the guy who you know when i told him my dream said yo i got you um, he's a friend I've known since I was 20 and, uh, he's of Mexican descent. So 
he was originally like, I'll just stay in the background and be quiet. You know what I mean? Like you do it all. Like I'll just keep, you know, keep helping this, this team move forward, you know, whatever. And I was like, dude, you're my, you know, like one of my two oldest friends in the world. Like I'm going to, this is your business too. Like I may be doing all the legwork or whatever, but this is still yours. So I wanted him to have feel like part of this was his and to name cigar. Um, so the Catalaya is the flower that you see on the on it. There's yes. a, a version of that name that's Catalia, um, and that's what he wanted to name it. And then the colors uh, are the colors of the Mexican flag. So it's kind of an, an homage to him, to his heritage, uh, and and you know giving him a piece and a and a, and a pride in in what we've done. And then if you look on uh, on the sides of 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 the band. On one side, you'll see a sugar skull, which is uh, to represent the Mexican culture. On the other side, that is a the sun god of the Taino people, which were the original people of Puerto Rico. Um, so every because my my mother's Puerto Rican, so uh, that nice. like we're just kind of paying homage to both of our heritage as far as that goes. So each one of the bands does have the Taino's uh, Sol de Huayuya is the name um, and the. The uh, sugar skull on each one, and that's just to kind of, you know, represent nice. both. All right, now K Rock has the barber pole. Yeah, he yeah. has cool. that particular so, cigar. So what's what's again? He he can he maybe he can see his. He he doesn't have that, any glasses yeah. on, so he can see. <laughs> that's the hey the, Jay. Before you start, yeah. before you start, Jay, I just want to say that's what brought me to uh, your attention: the fact that you like to pair the food with the um cigars because you know i'm a foodie myself you could tell by my belly by your business so <laughs> i just enjoyed the fact that you and i just like i enjoyed how you explained it how you compare the flavors to the foods that you've eaten and i'm kind of wishing we had some food right now <laughs> i think you get hungry yeah. you talk to food you get yeah. hungry bro you yeah. get hungry yeah but now we had this conversation yeah, now listen rebel j here's the thing I say cigars, you know, a lot of times it's conversation. I like the idea and the concept of eating, but I don't know if I could trust eating around everybody while smoking a cigar with a mouth full of food, spitting food out. <laughs> I don't know how that works, bro. So, man, what kind of, come on, man. Yeah. You, you know, people, everything's not for everybody. With, man. Come on. No, it's not. It's really not. You know, you, you, know, you, got, you know, you got some friends. That you're looking like that mouth is very nasty right now. They got food <laughs> in it. They're chewing oh, on chicken. They got chicken on the, in the corners of their mouth. And they got chicken <laughs> on a cigar. And they talking about, oh, man, this is this flavor goes. It's like, nah, nah, hold on, hold on. Cut, stop it. Well, Pulse. I mean. Am I wrong well, for that, Jay, or what? You, you never experienced think, that yet? I think in a sense. Nah, 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 nah. Well, first of all, um, if, if I'm being honest, I, I think most people are, have either not tried it or they're hesitant to try it, which I think is a cool thing. Like for me, like it, it gives me my in, right? Because I, it's something that I do. Like right now, I'm drinking my favorite type of beer, and I'm smoking the Don Cecilio because it's my. It, it, that one's kind of that one's my uh, has sentimental, you know, mm -hmm. meanings to me. So it's it's a very special cigar to me, and it goes perfectly with this beer. It's got the right amount of spice, the right amount of balance, the right amount of bold flavors, but it doesn't. One doesn't overpower the other, which is also the key when you're trying to determine what kind of cigar 
you want to smoke with what kind of meal, right? Like we know the meat lovers was designed to, to smoke with a hearty steak. Like literally, that's the conception of the cigar meat lovers. Right. Well, that that's that's what my Italia is. It's that steak. It's that real spicy Mexican food, man. Okay. And the thing about the Catalia, when you when you eat it with, like, if you like spice and you eat it with spice, it enhances the spice on both. When you take a draw of that and your mouth's already on fire, you're going to feel it tingle even more. Mm. Vice versa, you're going to notice those notes come off that Catalia. It's it's beautiful, dude. To me, it's like it's like a dance. It's like a dance that you're you're figuring out. Like uh, my barber pole is what I would consider my mild cigar. Uh, we've got a couple of brothers in the in the cigar community that have like issues with their tongues, and some cigars, some types of tobacco, light them up and give them like like pain. They give them trouble. They can't smoke. They got to take day, you know days off of smoking cigars. Um, so I wanted to create a cigar that. Uh, was, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, 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 bro. Okay, say that again. You got some friends that smoke the cigar, and something happens with their tongue, and they can't smoke for yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. There's a oh, couple yeah. of people that have are they like, allergic or something? Tongue. That's a little different. Never heard of that. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I that's don't a little know. different. Uh, they might make me scared. Yeah. I might be nervous in the room. They might fall out. <laughs> you know, like yo, you can't smoke with me, bro. Yeah, you stay home. <laughs> yeah, you stay man. close to the hospital nah, if you want to smoke these cigars. I don't cigars. know what it is. Yeah, that's I different. I don't know bro. what it is. Yeah, so but, but you know that being that, I I don't know how common it was. I haven't heard of it really either. But I you know all of a sudden in a short amount of time, two people that I know. It's not the exact same for both of them, but they just were like certain like spicy bold cigars would like light their tongue up, like just mm-hmm. have a, their tongue on fire. So I was I wanted to create a mild cigar mm-hmm. that had lots of flavor, was very bold in flavor, but like low in nicotine, um, you know, lower in nicotine and like lower in that in that black pepper notes, like less lajero leaves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Less of that Condeja Valley stuff. So. Um, that was kind of the goal of that one was to make one that people were going to be like, man, this thing tastes amazing. But at the same time, you know, like if, if they're a new new person, it doesn't lose, they don't lose interest because it's boring. It's got a lot of flavor, but they're not get, turning green. Gotcha. You know, they're not, they're not getting lightheaded and they're not going, man, this is, you know, it's not burning their nose. Like if they're trying to learn how to retro, right. They do a retro and they're not like ice water and you know what I mean? Hey, you know, like they're going to yeah. pass out. Now, how so many cigars was, are in your profile? There's only three right now. I, okay. I released three right now to start, so I said that's that. That was the sampler. Was one of each. Um, I do have, I do have uh, something, something incredible in the works. I will say that it's um it's not it's a Vipola that's never been done. Uh oh. Uh oh. What are we talking about, yeah. Rabbi? You, you come on, talk yeah. to us. It, you know, it's, it's like be, Howard Stern show. You can tell us, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell us. What's going I'm, on? Talk I'm, to I'm us. I'm gonna drop it. I'm gonna drop it the fourth of July, 2024. But I might do a limited release this around Christmas time. Just a limited uh, okay. amount of boxes. Um, can we get a little my, sneak preview? What? What? Or we just? I, I, you want to say? I can only. I'm only gonna explain kind of the what's behind it because I think it's important. Okay. For, uh, just to kind of build build the. The mystique and you know people want what they what they can't get yet but it's my tribute to veterans to firefighters to policemen to oh. you know the front line um, it's, uh, that's why i'm okay. going to release it on the uh on the fourth of july is going to be my fish i'm going to release it every year so it's going to be in the nature of a fourth of july-ish themed nice. but it's going like it's going to represent and it's going to be i my 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 uh, father-in-law is um 
is a retired Marine, and I've just always had the utmost. I love America, man. Like I'm not gonna front. Like I'm, um, I love. I, I've traveled. I've been to you know seven different countries. Well, eight if you include like Canada or whatever. Uh, but like I, America's my favorite place, man. Like I, like I'm proud to be an American. Do we have problems? Of course we do. Is it perfect? Hell no. But have I gone to other countries and been like, this place is fucked up? I want to go back home. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I know. And, uh, yeah, and I, and I mean, dude, the people that sacrifice, man, the people that that do and have sacrificed to make the country what it is, I just believe. Uh, they created an environment for me to do what I want to do and to be an entrepreneur and to be a, be a father and to be, you know, the man that I am. So I just want to, once I had these first three, uh, we started developing something different because I wanted to do something that was kind of just a tribute to all of the men and women, you know, before, during, and future, you know what I'm saying? All right, so, so I'll let you know, we're lighting up these cigars as we speak now. We're lighting them okay. up. You know, uh, I got the San Andreas wrapper. You told me the name, but again, I went to Catalia. public school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I said. See, he was, okay, it's a yep. test. It's going to be yep. a test after this. All right, hold on. <laughs> there is multiple choice, though. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, I love the construction. The construction's good construction. Yeah. We're going to talk like we're doing cigar reviews. That's something we do. I don't do. Yeah. I'm just a regular guy who, who loves cigars, but we're going to talk like the guys you hate right now give you all this no i appreciate yes uh, yeah, well we're uh, let me look at my uh flavor wheel so i can get professional y- 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 too bad you're not here brother we need you to be in the studio with us so we can have a good time here but i've got the cigar lit nice nice flavors it's nothing harsh some cigars are harsh right from the door yeah for whatever reason because you know you got to burn off that uh mm-hmm. yeah i'm smoking mm-hmm. the l lachon is that how you say it like yeah, lechon. Yeah, lechon? it's uh, yeah, named after a Puerto Rican dish. Uh, crispy. It has very crispy skin. It's a slow cooked pig. It's very very crispy. It's kind of okay. sweet. Mm-hmm. Leave like we tried to create a cigar that's got that sweet and savory kind of kind of vibe going. Okay, so that's that's what the pig on the band is for. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is a, this is. And then the, that band color is uh, the American flag, so or I mean the Arizona flag, so mm. that that one's representing uh, AZ for that's where the business is from. Get a little, a little sweetness on my lip from the San Andreas mm-hmm. here. This is good so far, brother. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, <clears throat> yeah. This is this is a very interesting cigar. You know, this, I am this, 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 the- it's like eating. I'm, I'm, I'm apologize, Rebel Jake. I yeah. told him earlier. You know, a, a conversation can go and ensue. As soon as you start eating, the room gets quiet. So, I guess that's similar to what we're doing right now with these cigars. We got them in our mouth. We're puffing, right. and because right. uh, a lot of times, it's my opinion. If you're in a crowd, you're at the lounge, you're not really concentrating so much on the cigar. Mm-hmm. You have, you're more in conversation. You're not really focusing on pulling those profile the flavors so right. i enjoy an opportunity when you can actually sit back and try to focus again everybody's opinion and the palette's going to be different but I'm, I'm enjoying this right now brother so you got to forgive us if we get a little quiet if we get quiet no, I, you know I, I, just let you know we're you, we're like eating your you food know, you invite a guest over to the house and they're eating dinner and it goes quiet. You, you know what I mean? That means they're busy on the food. That means they're enjoying it. You know what right. I'm saying? So, right. That's what I'm saying. I don't want you to think like we went radio silent, but we're sitting here <laughs> puffing. 
examining the cigar like we really know what we're doing. It, it, it makes it look good for the camera, just the fact that we got some cameras yeah, running. Yeah, it makes it look intense. Make it look good. We don't know what we're doing, yeah. but you couldn't tell <laughs> the way we're rolling these cigars right now, brother. And uh, K Rock's taking pictures like he's a tourist, so you got to forgive him. <laughs> That's all right. So, what are you getting off yours, brother? How, what, you, what are you getting? Yeah, I I was listening to what he's saying about this Ella Shone, about how he wanted to get. It's not too. I do get a slight spice on it, and I do get that sweetness. And when I do a retro hell on it, it all fully comes together. It's it's a very pleasant experience, man. I'm. I wasn't. I know you were a little bit nervous uh, smoking these the first time, but hey, man, dude, I, is, yeah, these I'm a fan. Good. I'm a fan so far, brother. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, no doubt. I, I Thank you. I'm a fan. Thank you. Now, how long have you been doing this, brother? Man, well, this this has been. It took me a year to get my launch. Like literally, uh, to I think it was what Father's Day last year. So, and I launched this year right before. So it took a while. The cigars. Um, the first like when we finally were were locked into these three profiles they were finished the first batch was ready to fly back from nicaragua december 26th but then as you guys know the legalities of a cigar company uh, are absolutely yes. bananas, crazy bro. crazy cigar recon <laughs> yeah that's why that's why you know and I reached out to Dante too. Like I spoke to him during some of it because, like, every time I'm like, "All right, so this is all I got to do," and the attorneys are like, "This is all you got to do." And as soon as I was done, the accountant would be like, "So now all you got to do is this," and I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 do what?" So I'd have to go back to my, you know, you guys know it was just jumping through hoops, man. So yeah. it took me another six months of basically just, you know, thinking around with attorneys and the state and the. FDA or I mean the ATF, you know, we're trying to get the imports and just, just all the dumb shit. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel, I feel the pain, brother. I feel the pain. Robert, okay, so where can folks get your cigar, brother? Because uh, so my my recommended this. Uh, RebelChefCigars.com, man. It's pretty easy. RebelChefJ, RebelChefCigars.com. It's um. I try to ship them out as quick as possible. You know, I got, like I said, I've got a full-time job and two side gigs. So I finish the full-time job. I come home and I just start fulfilling orders. Mm. Um, we, you know, we've, we've been blessed, man. Like we launched and uh, I had a, I had my, my plan was to do that live, the live launch where I sent out all the samplers and then everyone kind of smoke and post and join us on that live events. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd never seen it done before, and I don't know where it came, like why I thought about it, but I did. And there were some, there were some people, some some of them haters out there that didn't think it would work, but it, it went off, man. It went off, and uh, now I've been seeing on Twitter, man. I've been seeing my cigars from from coast to coast. Like it's been crazy, crazy, crazy the amount of love and support yeah, I've had. I've seen it, brother. I've it's, seen it personally. Yeah, I've seen it before been, he told me about you. Man. I was seeing your cigars, brother. I said, "Who is this guy out here making all this noise?" What is going on? Man, out it's, it's been crazy. The, the community's just been, you know, put me on their shoulders, basically. And we're like, we're going to we're going to support you. And, that, you know, I mean, I, I knew it was coming as far as support just because it's a great community. But then when I sent out the cigars, you you know, like you guys know, you, you, you get a new cigar. You got to release Cigar Recon to the world. You're like, yeah, I love it. But what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, you're biased. You know what I'm saying? So. 
I was pretty worried, man. But then the reviews started coming in, and they were just like glowing, man. Like full, very in-depth reviews, and mm-hmm. everyone. Like I already was getting repeat orders within a week. Like wow. it's just been, it's just been incredible. Like I, uh, I, it, I loved all my cigars. But then when I started seeing everyone else that was feeling the same way and I was kind of getting the same reactions that I was, I knew I wasn't like kidding myself. And uh, I now now my confidence in my cigars, like don't get me wrong, I still get nervous, but like I have a lot of, I, it, I don't feel like it's a crapshoot. Like you're either going to love it or hate it. Nah, uh, I think you're going you're gonna to at least respect it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you a question though, because I'm looking at Smoke's Cigar. That Catalea. And it reminded me of a movie, Colombiana. Do you have you ever seen that with Zoe Zaldana? Have I seen the what? Have you seen the movie uh Colombiana with Zoe oh, Zaldana? Yeah, she's yeah, she's fire. Yeah, yeah and, and wasn't she called Catalea in that movie? Yes. That's what that's yeah, what the cigars pr- reminded me of. That's the car is I, so beautiful. I think that's where uh, I, that might have been where uh, why my my business partner. Um, I think that might have been why he used that version ah, of the name. Ah, I think it might have been. Hey, <laughs> I would have used it too, boys. Yeah. Woo, Zoe's out. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> you guys are married. Cut it out. Knock it off. <laughs> Don't get fucked up on by your wives talking real gangster on the podcast. <laughs> Your wife hear this, she's like, oh, really? That's why you like watching right. that movie that much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, saying it line for line. How do you know every word to this Exactly. Show? And now you're going to make a cigar about her? Really? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Like, yeah, you have yeah that's why you're smoking that cigar. Yeah, he yeah. got busted up. His wife punched him in his mouth, <laughs> knocked his yep. teeth out, yeah. cut his arms off. Like, damn, all that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, she she went all Colombian on the exactly. Back, you don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> nah, she was dangerous. Nah. She was. Yeah, man. She now was, listen, she Rebel was J. Dangerous. Now I'm, I know you. I know you got 20 jobs like a Jamaican. So I'm not going to hold you. I got one more thing for you here, brother. So the question I always ask my guests is: there anything that we didn't ask you that maybe you wanted the folks to know? Because you know you did. You covered a few things, but. You told a great story, so we didn't have to ask a, ask a lot of questions. But is there anything that you want the listeners to know, brother? This is your opportunity. Um, well, the one other thing is, I just kind of like to to uh, talk about the box press, the one that you guys aren't smoking. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that one's that one's well, that one's called the Don Cecilio, and uh, I named it after my grandfather. Ah, um, nice. So. He uh, and and then the band on that one, if you look, is uh, is actually the Puerto Rican flag, um, and the the cathedral on the front is the cathedral in the hometown Guayama, where my family's from. Uh, he was just a, a beautiful man, um, like physically, he had some Italian blood. He had these blue eyes, dark skin, you know, Puerto Rican man with these bright blue eyes, and he was kind of the bitch's bastard, you know, as you will. Um, but he was also a family man. My, I've got a my my mother is the youngest of twelve, so he was busy. If you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> but he, he he worked hard, always smiling. I'll never forget the first time I met him. Um, he's near and dear to me, you know. Rest in peace. Uh, so this this one is a tribute to him. It, it means a lot in a lot of ways to me. Um, 
the flavors are very pronounced and there's some spice and it's got a beautiful burn and it's i, I feel like it's just such a perfect homage to him um i know that if he were alive that he'd be very proud of the cigar and proud of me uh and so that one i just want you know mainly just because i want to go on record you know letting everyone know that this one uh is a very very personal and an, an inspired cigar for me um and i think it became it you know again it's, it's rough because i'm i'm biased but this one and actually the uh electron have been incredibly well received like just blown my mind on uh the reviews and the amount of people that have come back and reordered those cigars already or bought them by the box already mm -hmm. um so i'd just like to say that and, and other than that man i just i really appreciate you guys uh appreciate you from the the other small business you know as as you guys own you know are all part of cigar recon which is a, a brand and a and a vision that i respect and cigars that i really really enjoy um but you guys you know my interaction with you ace always been positive you've always yes. been a really really friendly you know supportive yeah. guy on on the cigar communities that we both are in um and then reaching out to, to ask if i would uh, be a part of this which is obviously really very good for my business i'm just thankful for you guys man i appreciate you taking your time i appreciate you smoking my cigars like just i just want to thank you guys well you know um you know recon is all about uh helping others and and helping ourselves too but i just found your your whole concept so interesting i felt like it needed to be talked about and heard but one thing about the don chicho uh i'm sorry is it don how is it it's cecilio cecilio i noticed that it's a box press is that any specific yeah. reason yeah actually well it's kind of funny to be honest um <laughs> in in our in in the twitter cigar community i, I hope he hears this because i love this guy so <laughs> t ross t ross is like okay box ross. press yeah yeah so he and i have bombed each other back and forth you know what i mean and mm -hmm. i like he always shows me love in the morning and i always show him like that that dude is just like a family man like he's he's a great person he's also like a super box press like you know like lover i i really i've always liked to box press myself and as I'd come up with the blends, we didn't do the box press. But as you know, when you do a box press, you got to take out tobacco, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. not the same. So we had to kind of do some adjustments. But um, for the T. Ross, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, I, I was like, you know what? Instead of them all, because they're already Toros, uh, which I thought was the great. You know, I know it's like kind of the top selling. I, I didn't want to do a giant Vitola. I didn't want a re-engage you know it's not one i don't enjoy it but a lot of the people that i'm very close to also don't like the 60 and up um mm -hmm. so i was like i wanted one of them you know i wanted them to all be very distinctly different so obviously the the catalia is very very dark with the san andreas um the barber pole obviously it's a barber pole and I, what what was going to make the ecuadorian samantra stand out i was like well i know you know if i i love this cigar and if i do a box press it cut might be one of t's you know top cans like if you could only smoke 10 cigars if you had to cut yourself down to only 10 i was like i think i can make one t would drop in that top 10. so that's honestly where the box press came from was kind of kind of kind of because of t ross okay well yeah definitely shout out to t ross he dropped me he dropped me a bomb the other day and and brother i got something coming back for you soon He's yeah, a good man, dude. that guy's gold. 
Yeah, good dude. Listen, I'm letting you know right now I'm smoking this the San Andreas. Brother, this is a banger. You did good, Rebel. Yeah, you did you. good. God damn, Rebel. You did good out in these streets. Mm-hmm. You cooking good right, food and man. making cigars? Uh, you trying to make, you trying to become a millionaire. All right, so Rebel J, let folks know where they can find you on social media because it's important. Again, you mentioned that network. Let folks know where yeah, they can man. find you. You're on Twitter. You're on IG. Talk to us, brother. Shout it out. All right, man. Uh, Facebook, I'm just under uh, Rebel Chef J on Twitter. I'm also Rebel Chef J on Instagram. I've got two. I've got my personal one, Rebel Chef J, which is kind of just more of me um, doing food and cigars and my cigars. Uh, but then I've got um, Rebel Chef Cigars is my business page. It's only about Rebel Chef Cigars. So I've got that one on IG. And then I've also got uh, Rebel Chef J1 on TikTok, which is a little bit newer, but I'm trying to get some content on there and kind of kind of building some momentum recently. Um, and then you can buy my cigars on www.rebelchefcigars.com. Damn, my man. K-Rock, you got anything for him before we let him go, brother? Hey, man, I appreciate you doing the show. Like I said, I just wanted everybody to know about you, man, because I, I really felt like this was a very, very interesting concept and a concept that is not widely uh, used in the cigar community. So this is dope, man. Yes, sir, brother. I'm definitely you. smoke the other two with some food. <laughs> That's what yeah, I yeah, yeah. Try it out, man. Just try it out. You, you know what I'm saying? If you yeah. don't like it, you don't like it, but you got to at least try it. Indeed. Oh, we definitely going to do that, brother. But Rebel J, brother, listen. We appreciate you taking your time because it sounds like you got at least, at least 20 jobs. So, <laughs> thanks, man. We, we Thank appreciate you. you taking the time out to share. Your cigars are banging. We appreciate you being a guest on Smoke World. Smoke World. <laughs> brother, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you. You guys have a great day. All you right, too, bro. Take man. care. Peace. Bye. Yo, that was dope. All right. Again, shout out to my man, Rebel J, the chef. The man who sent these lovely cigars to us, brother. Now, I have been smoking. I wrote it down now. I wrote it down so I can keep up. The Catalia. Brother Jay, this is a banger. It is a banger. I don't say that about every cigar. This was a good cigar, my man. So, folks, if you don't know, now you know. Brother K-Rock, what's your opinion of your cigar, sir? Um... Rebel Chef J, you got some winners here. I mean, this El Lechon is sweet. It's got a little spice on it. And that retro hell, I'm loving. Um, and I'm looking forward to smoking that Catalea and the Don. So um, I recommend these. I mean, go to rebelchefcigars.com and, and check out what he got going on over there, man. You can't go wrong. Now, as you notice, I intentionally stayed away from the profile, the flavors. I'm just going to say, you won't be disappointed. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Bottom line. We all smoked a bunch of cigars, and we owe nobody nothing. We tell you the truth. Rough, rugged, and raw, the cigar is a banger, bro. Yeah, um... Chef J, man, I appreciate the time and the thought and the effort that you put into to putting these blends together because you, you really did your research and you really did your work. 
And these things are nice. Yeah, man. And you know this. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of Smoke World in the Books. My man Ace, a.k.a. K-Rock. Rebel Chef J. Folks, this is what we do. If we get information, we try to share it. A public service announcement type of thing. So, with that, Instagram, Smoke World Podcast. Website, SmokeWorldPodcast.com. Email, Stone at SmokeWorldPodcast.com. Listen, tell a friend. Hey, I heard this podcast. They put us on to some information. Share it with your friends. All right? Take care. Peace.